0: You're listening to the Common Ground Football Podcast, episode 92.
1: Jeff Swain was in motion for the Titans. Off the play fake Tannehill is hit. The ball is loose. It's loose on the six. It's picked up at the five. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Arizona. Third and goal from the six. Pressure's coming. Murray breaks away. Murray throws on the run. Back of the end zone. Caught. Hopkins, did he get inbounds? He did. Touchdown, Cardinals. 69,000 getting loud. Murray lofting it toward the end zone for Kirk. And Kirk's got it. Touchdown, Arizona. Murray's looking toward that bottom, looking toward the end zone for Kirk, who turns his body, makes the catch. Touchdown, Arizona. Rolling left after the fake. He's going to air it out. Deep downfield has a man open and it's caught at the 15 yard line by Van Jefferson. And he gets up and rumbles to the end zone. Matthew Stafford with a bomb. No huddle here. Snapper, again is going to air it out. Deep downfield wide, wide, wide open. A flag is down. That's Cooper Cup. Up in motion. Looks toward Cup comes back the other way, and that is caught for the touchdown, flagged down for the moment, Robert Woods. Lance, off the play fake, first pass, and it's a touchdown, Trent Shurfield. Boss play Mitchell, Mitchell with a flag down into the secondary, breaks a tackle, and Mitchell all the way for the touchdown. Gives it to Hasty. nice cutback, Jermichael Hasty to the goal line, he's in for the touchdown. Four-man San Francisco rush. Golf pressure comes. He's intercepted. Picked off by Greenlaw. Dre Greenlaw going to take it to the house. Waves goodbye for the touchdown. Pressure coming. Garoppolo hit as he throws. A wobbler down the sideline. And it's caught. Debo Samuel with the catch and trying to turn on the Jets. He'll take it all the way for the touchdown. Ooh,
0: 49ers hold on at the end. A
1: scare that San Francisco didn't expect. But they hang on to get the 41-33 win over the Detroit Lions.
0: Common Ground Football Podcast. What is happening, everybody? Brian McLaughlin here, your host, as always. Uh, wow. What a week one it was. Uh, I can't, I, I just want more of it, right? Just, I want, I'm looking forward to Thursday. I just want more football. We open it up with, uh, some highlights from all three, uh, nfc west games minus the seahawks which we'll go over in a little bit uh i had to source those real quick so um cardinals is courtesy of cbs uh their nfl coverage rams is courtesy of nbc and their nfl coverage and then the niners were uh fox so all three networks how about that now just minus espn so um hope you're all doing good and you enjoyed week one as much as i did it was insane um bookends, the Thursday night game to kick it off, up to the Monday night game to end it, and everything in between, at least the games that I cared about, uh, were unbelievable. Unbelievable. So uh, I'm glad you're all here, and I think we just jump right into it. This is going to be a little bit different. You're going to be like, he's not going through quite the same as we used to do back in the day uh, before we took the time off. Um, It'll feel similar, and it'll also feel a little different. Um, And what do I mean by that? Well, I'm going to try something a little different. I'm going to break up the, the episode so that we end up with two per week. Yeah, I said it right two episodes per week uh, i'm gonna do um a recap of the week like i normally do that's what we're doing in this episode right here uh we'll go through what happened in the week prior uh get dennis from ohio's question of the week any mailbags we got all that good stuff we'll do that for the episode that releases on wednesdays and then for friday sometime in the afternoon on friday uh another episode will pop through and that'll be your next week preview um unless unless uh one of our uh one of our our teams plays especially the seahawks plays thursday night and then i'll i'll figure out a way to get it out uh thursday or maybe that's a week that we combine them i don't know i'm just kind of Go into the flow, but uh, it takes a lot of work to put and a lot of time to put these episodes out. And it is ten fifty p.m. on Tuesday night, and I'm recording. And this will easily run me to like one o'clock in the morning before I get home. And uh, I need to I need to try try something different so that I can make it all work. Plus, coaches uh, their press conferences that come out Wednesdays, sometimes Thursdays. We get injury updates, all that stuff that happens before the next week actually kicks off that this episode on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning is a little bit too early for. So we're going to play around with it, see how it works. Uh, and we'll start right now with zooming around the NFC West um, and just quickly recap what you just heard in the intro there. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals beat the crap out of the Titans 38-13. to Two giant stars of the game, Kyler Murray, and then you had Chandler Jones. And I put here in my notes a throttling of the Titans. Kind of a disappointing uh, first game for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, You were really hoping to see a better outcome from them. I'm not surprised one bit that Arizona played exactly how they did. I kind of figured that they, again... Uh, the NFC West is a is a powerhouse. Uh NFC West went 4-0 in week 1 sort of the AFC West. I mean, you can't these scores, these scores are stupid. All all four all four teams scored good points, especially these three before the Seahawks. So, um Murray, he scored five touchdowns, he threw for four of them. Uh Jones had five sacks, which is a career high. Three of them in the first quarter alone. Just an outstanding uh, a performance by him and uh and the defense I mean overall they they put nothing but pressure on Tannehill the whole game and and it showed and they were able to hold Tennessee to 13 points and and just roll right on over him and it was uh, if if you're the other NFC West teams and you were kind of hoping maybe Arizona would be the 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 one that kind of dies off and maybe doesn't have a great season um uh-oh. <laughs> Although what I will s- what I'm curious about is was it Arizona playing so well or was it more Tennessee playing so bad and Arizona was able to take advantage of that. Uh I'm not sure but I can tell you um Tennessee still has a kicker problem. They need to figure that out. Lots of missed kicks. Um, We'll see. Uh, Arizona is going to host Minnesota this next week. We'll get more information on that later in the week. Perhaps the second episode of the week. But we'll see there. You know, if they go out and just another beat down, um, they're for real. Uh, Every highlight I watched, those highlights I played, everything I – I wasn't able to watch this game, but I watched all the highlights, read everything I possibly could. Uh, Everything I was able to watch was just – Uh, Kyler Murray is, he he may be short, but that, he can play. Um, This is year three for him. Can he, he, it is, it's quite a time to be a fan in the NFL right now when you have all these different quarterbacks that can play like that, where they're not just the take a snap, hang out in the pocket, throw the ball, not a lot of movement. Uh, They aren't like that you know you've got Russell you've got Murray you've got Mahomes you've got all these guys out there you know um, Lamar even though Lamar needs to work on his accuracy of his throws still the same thing I mean they just they are so hard to contain which allows them to make just ridiculous plays but when they need to stand in the pocket and make a throw they can so uh, Arizona goes 1-0 and uh they get uh, Minnesota next week. Um, they are at home, so we'll talk about that later in the week. The Rams on Sunday night, um, well, they kicked the Bears' ass. Uh, da Bears lost 34-14. to 14. Uh, Another game where uh, it really wasn't much of a contest, uh, I... I had a lot going on but i was watching it because it was only game on um my thoughts afterwards were maybe golf was the problem in la but then you saw what he did uh in detroit and uh in almost coming back and beating the niners which we'll go over in a second uh but stafford had a hell of a first game in a rams jersey and 321 yards three touchdowns uh one of them was on his second pass of the game uh it's a 67 yard bomb to van jefferson you heard it in the highlights uh he fell got up scored unbelievable um cooper cup and uh um woods got in on the action with another two touchdowns so um i mean it's just just i mean it looks great it looked fantastic uh McVay looked very happy to have that kind of offense back yeah he's five and zero in season openers now Andy Dalton for the Bears, meh. Kind of like I knew he would be. He's just meh. I don't understand uh, the Bears. I got to imagine that Justin Fields will be starting in no time, and but I could be wrong. I mean, they could just totally ride the Dalton train. I I just don't. I mean, he had some good years. I just I just don't understand all the hype behind Andy Dalton. And I think that the move that they made there when they got a guy like Justin Fields, like that, that's your guy. That's your future. I don't know, just go to them. So, um I was impressed. I I thought uh that, that the Rams looked went right back to looking great. And again, as an NFC as a giant Seahawks fan and an NFC West guy, you see the entire NFC West go, f- you know, 4-0 and you get a little nervous. And you know, the Rams, the Rams go and play um the Colts. Next week, so they have a great opportunity to go two and zero. I mean, you could very well be looking at. Uh, I mean, it'd be it'd be nuts if if the whole entire West went four zero again, you know. And that's, I think this division we we talked about several times how this division is the best in football. It is, I think, and it's going to be a slugfest the entire season. You're going to get a a winner out of the division and at least one wild card out of this division. It, it's just it's it's going to happen. You've got four. Four teams and it, that are just going to beat up on each other, and so those, those in in division, uh, those division matchups, those are those are going to be even bigger now with uh, these teams just doing what they're doing. So, fantastic um, opener from the Rams. Fantastic job um, by Matt Stafford, and just like it was said by I said it, I'm, nobody cares what I say, but I said it experts who know more than me they said it i mean he was wasted up there in detroit he he was his numbers showed that he was a really good quarterback just didn't get pieces around him to really do anything big and and now he gets to go play this crazy chuck it offense down in la and and we'll see what happens i'm um, scared but also excited because it's good football so and then finally dennis from ohio's uh san francisco 49ers he was at this game he got, uh, he got some, he got, uh, some jerseys signed. He, he had a good time. He had a good time. He was texting me while he was there and uh, having a great time. Um, they, they did squeak out the win, uh, 41-33. Um, the score itself, I mean, doesn't necessarily tell you the whole story of the game. Um, they had a 28-point lead in the fourth quarter, barely hung on. Uh, they let Detroit score 23 points in a little over three minutes. Uh, the Lions will lie in, though. That's what they do. No matter who's at quarterback. Uh, turn the ball over on downs at the end. Um, Jimmy Grapp's, you know. He had a good game. Um, I mean, can you really? I mean, 17-25, to 314, threw a touchdown, no interceptions. Um, I like it. I, I still think the dual – I mean, maybe it'll work i don't know they put lance in for uh he, he had one attempt and it happened to be a touchdown on his on yeah, which was awesome um yeah so he got to play one <laughs> hooray so i maybe it'll work maybe they plan to use him more as it goes on i don't know um jared goff on the other side uh, making his lions debut uh after getting traded from the rams uh he did great 38 57 338 yards three touchdowns he had that very costly interception there in the second quarter ended up being a pick six um and overall i mean besides the fact that the niners almost blew it um they'll work on that they'll fix that and uh the big story that comes out of this game though and it's an unfortunate one is the loss of uh mostert um their running back um he posted on social media today that he will undergo season ending knee surgery and uh that that's unfortunate. He he was there. He was their guy. And uh so now they turn to Elijah Mitchell. Uh he had a good game. Scored um so but that is the big news out of that game that they they lose running back and you just you worry about the Niners had more injuries than any other team last year, I think. So um you just hope that they can keep it to a minimum and stay healthy or not, you know, cuz they play my Seahawks and all that good stuff. So um it was a good game though. I I I got to watch the highlights again. Um it was happening at the same time that my game was happening, so um but I loved all the commentary from Dennis and uh he kept me up to date on what was happening and it was awesome. So again, NFC West out of those 3 games, 3 and 0, they went 4-0 total and uh that's just insane i love it it's a fantastic way to start the start the season i mean it would have been it would have been a little bit better maybe if they had all lost and the seahawks won and they were first place by themselves whatever it's fine it's fine um that's our zoom around the nfc west and our week one recap uh real quick in the uh nfl any other week one games that stand out in a wild first week uh there were a few there were a few there was a few games that were just like not surprising whatsoever but I'm going to start with a Thursday night game, uh, Cowboys and the Buccaneers, to kick off the season, uh, very first game of the year. And I'll be honest, and I'll give credit to the Cowboys. I thought the Cowboys were going to get stomped on, and I tweeted this. I thought they were going to get absolutely slaughtered by the Buccaneers. You got a Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay team who got all of their starters back from the previous year, And Tom Brady, who just does what Tom Brady does. And I just, I thought the Cowboys were just going to get smacked around. And you know me, I don't like to give the Cowboys credit for anything. Anything at all whatsoever. But I will give them credit to the fact that they actually put up a game. And I tell you what, they could have won it. They absolutely could have won that game. And for a moment there, I thought, holy shit. Excuse my language. They're going to win this game. But they didn't. But they didn't. But, you know, uh, Dak Prescott looked, dare I say, fantastic um, after getting all his monies. Uh, 42 of 58, 4 and 3 yards, 3 touchdowns. Uh, Brady, 379, 4 touchdowns. I mean, it was just, you know, they, 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 they got it. The problem is, is you cannot leave you cannot what was a minute twenty four, I think, something like that. You can't leave that much time on the clock and give the ball back to Brady. It you just can't do it. It it doesn't it it just you're setting yourself up for for what happened. Absolutely setting yourself up for what happened. So I think the concern if you're Dallas, the concern if you're Dallas, I mean that's a loss that you go, all right, you know what? That sucks that we're 0-1, but damn, we we literally could have almost, almost beat the Buccaneers. What's weird, though, and maybe this was the difference, is where's, where's Zeke? Can someone tell me where he is? He had 11 carries, 33 yards. That's not Ezekiel Elliott. I feel like ever since he signed his big contract, he's just been kind of, and I'm not saying that he's not playing hard. I, I would hope that he is. But I feel like he has not at all been that elite running back that he's expected to be. And they just could not. And, and maybe maybe it's an offensive line thing. I don't know. I feel like the Cowboys have put a lot of time and effort and money into their offensive line. But I'm not a Cowboys expert, and I, I don't like the Cowboys. But I do wonder, where where's Zeke? They need him. You can't have your elite running back running for 33 yards that does you just you miss out on on more offense and being able to do more stuff so that is unfortunate and I think they're gonna have to take a serious look at that and figure out what's going on there if you're a Cowboys fan and you're still listening to this show thank you uh hit me up on on social media on Twitter and let me know what you think I'd love to hear a Cowboys point of view on on where Zeke is on why he has been a no-show so Uh, other week uh, week one games that stood out uh the texans beat the jaguars and spoiled the urban meyer trevor lawrence debut um kind of a kind of a big deal i thought come on the the this whole thing down there with with the jags they're gonna they're gonna win but uh nope 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 and the texans with all their their drama and everything else with with deshaun and and i don't know that was just a surprise game to me I, i was not uh not uh not expecting that trevor did all right i mean he had three touchdowns and uh but he was only 28 of 51 i think that uh, they'd like to see that completion percentage up a little bit but you know what his very first game is a pro uh that counted and uh i gotta believe they'll turn it around so but that was one of those games i was really ho- i was really looking at as as a big game to watch uh for sure uh another one that was fun that dennis dennis was was scoreboard watching and he kept, he would text me and go and say holy crap the browns browns and chiefs a lot of fun uh actually thought maybe the browns would pull it off but in the end mahomes is mahomes man you can't he just he just does he he just does things as a quarterback that nobody else can do and i i just I just don't. If you can give him a healthy offensive line week after week, he's just going to dominate. And that's why I said you could absolutely see a rematch in the Super Bowl because he's just he's just that good. He makes throws no one else can make. He he's just, and he doesn't just run around and get hit. He doesn't. He makes good decisions. He just he's just an unbelievable quarterback and has changed the way that position can be played. That That's what I think. So I will give the Browns credit. They had a chance to absolutely win that game, but Mahomes is Mahomes. What else can you do? Uh, the next one was uh, the Aaron Rodgers uh, looking like garbage. So you're telling me all that drama and whatnot from Aaron Rodgers of – my team doesn't like me. Blah 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 blah. Uh, ended up resulting in a embarrassing opener loss, thirty-eight to three against the Saints. I, it was it was not good. It was not good at all. Uh, I'll tell you some things that surprised me, and they two things: one that Aaron Rodgers played like absolute garbage. That surprised me. I was not expecting that. Now we know that he can have abs- He can have games like that, and he's had games like that where he just he has three, two or three a year, three or four a year, yeah, two or three a year where he just he just doesn't look right. And his, the problem is, is, his whole his whole uh, I don't care, man, look that he's got going on now with the man bun and everything else. He just looks just so chill, like it just he doesn't care. And so I'm just I'm just curious of why, why go through all that offseason stuff and come out and play like that. And the other thing that surprised me in that game was how well that Jameis Winston actually did. Um, he he only threw twenty passes for 148 yards, but he threw five touchdowns. Shows you don't need gaudy yardage numbers to to, to throw five touchdowns <laughs> and have a decent game. So, I mean, give the Saints credit that they, they looked great compared. You know in their first opener without drew Brees, i was impressed um so we'll, we'll see if if aaron we'll see if aaron can uh i apologize for the uh email sounds in the background i'm not gonna be able to edit those out uh i w- we'll see what uh what aaron looks like in week two but that was not not at all what you want to see if you're a green bay packers fan at all um And then finally, like I said, the bookends, I think I mentioned the bookends were really, really good. The Raiders and Ravens gave us a hell of a show on Monday night to end week one. Hell of a show. So many ups and downs, especially towards the end where you literally were up and down. And in the end, in overtime, the Raiders come away with the victory, 33 27 you went from (laughs) you went into overtime and you went from uh car throwing a a good a gorgeous pass and uh you thought they won walk off touchdown which i still think is a stupid rule by the way but whatever um and then they find out in replay which is great because that's what replays for they find out he was short of the end zone so then they try and made some weird play calls uh, to try and still get it in to win the game. And, and he ends up throwing a, a the interception. <laughs> so then they went from thinking they won. I mean, everyone ran onto the field. You had everyone out there. They're trying to clear everybody cause it's under review. But I mean, it was the people were shaking hands and, and, and acting like the game was over. So he went from that to, Oh, no, wait, we got to come back. And, and then, Oh, shh, throws a pick so now Ravens have the ball and they start marching down the field and then Lamar he's got a he's got a problem with the ball there a little bit uh holding on to the ball and so they get a fumble and the the Raiders get it back and then so you're like all right well this is this is all from a Raiders point of view so now you're thinking oh okay well here we go so uh Carr ends up you got You know, they got to go quick. Carr throws, I think, two passes. Was it two? Uh, Yeah, two passes that were actually really, really good plays that got him into field goal range. And you had even the Monday night guys saying, okay, well, you know, you might as well kick a field goal now. So then you had Gruden on the sidelines trying to figure out, well, let's kick a field goal now on second down. And so he's trying to get the the kicker who didn't know that he was going to do that. He's over the net practicing, getting ready, warming up the leg. And so all of a sudden it's get him on the field. And you're looking at the play clock and you're going, they don't have enough time to run this play and kick a field goal. And maybe they thought they still had three timeouts, but it's overtime. You only have two timeouts. So you got all this confusion and then all of a sudden delay a game. So now you're backed up five yards. And Gruden says, well, screw it. Like we got to put the offense back on the field now because we got to get that yardage back. And so you're thinking that's what they're going to do. They're going to maybe run the ball right up the middle and, and maybe get the five yards back or maybe do a little short pass. Everyone on the Ravens thought they were going to run the ball everyone and that's not what they did at all you got to give credit to the play call because the play call was brilliant the ravens it depended on the ravens thinking there was going to be a run but they sure did and Carr just the db just gave up i remember who it was just gave up the ball was perfectly placed down the field touchdown over raiders win and you went from I think Gruden said he felt like a cat that died, came back to life, died like a cat with nine lives, like that's what he felt like, and it was it was insane. I, I just it was an unbelievable end to an unbelievable week one, and it's it's we want more. Like can we have more football? Like right now, please. Holy crap! So, I mean, it's just awesome. So th- those are my those are my 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 week one standouts. Um, notable injuries. There weren't a ton. The big one, of course, is the Niners uh, with Mostert. Uh, That's that's not good. Um, We'll get more updates on injuries as we roll into um, the later episode this week. Uh, One thing I did want to say is how nice was it to have fans in the stands. Now I wasn't at a game, obviously. I'm just watching on TV. But and remember, I'm a I'm a pro vaccine, pro mask guy. You don't like it. go away. Like that's fine. Um well I mean if you don't like it you if you if you're civil and you want to stay that's fine too, but if you want to blast me for it we're we're not going to have that discussion. Um but it was it was it last season was so weird with no fans and the games felt odd and I mean obviously there were still some exciting moments but they just the fans add that element. And the crowd noise and just everything—it was so nice to have fans, and I'm so looking forward to seeing Lumen Field. What are we calling it? Are we calling it the Lou? <laughs> formerly CenturyLink Field, formerly you know, formerly Quest Field, formerly Seahawks Stadium, whatever. I mean, it's it's now Lumen Field, but I'm looking forward to a uh, crazy home field advantage again in seattle and uh, i just i just wanted to say it was real nice to have fans um no matter what game i was watching so and i gotta say it again i don't know what it is but i i may have to take a trip down to vegas and check out that stadium i i'm a stadium nerd i love watching i'll watch youtube videos of construction of stadiums and i've watched the youtube videos on constructions of that construction of that stadium I don't know what it is. If it's just because of all the shiny black, like just city, I don't know, man. I just, I really like that stadium and I really want to go see it. Um, Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. There, there's a bunch of stadiums on my bucket list. I know Dennis from Ohio's wife, Amanda, they got, they were at Lucas oil for uh, the Seahawks game. Um, That's another one. I want to see. Dennis was at Ford field. Don't care. That place has bad juju. I don't want to go there. Um, but yeah, I, I just I don't know what it is. I may mean, I have to make a trip down to Vegas. Going to Vegas, of course, isn't bad. That's a good place to go. So, uh, real quick, let's uh, let's check out the power rankings from both NFL and ESPN, um, and see where we are at after Week One. There were some moves. Remember, we had like three of the four NFC West teams in most power rankings that I looked at last week. Uh, we'll start with the NFL.com. They still have Tampa Bay at one. Kansas City at two. The Rams are now at th- up three spots to three. They moved the Seahawks up three spots to four. move the Steelers up five spots to number five. drop the Bills three spots to number six. drop the Ravens two spots to number seven. Browns are still at eight. Niners still at nine. And the Saints went up five spots to number ten. So well, that's, that's not a bad top ten at all. Uh, Chargers at eleven, Packers drop eight spots down to twelve. So the only uh, NFC West team looking in, uh, outside looking in, would be the Cardinals, who did go up four spots. They're ranked at fourteen. So um, that's your that's your top teams via NFL.com. On the other side, the other ESPN.com, uh, the worldwide leader of sports, they still have the Chiefs one, Buccaneers two, no change there. They catapulted the seahawks up eight spots to number three i don't giant seahawks fan here right i don't know if you knew that giant seahawks fan uh i don't even know if i agree with that (laughs) i mean that had a great game eight eight spots and all the way up to number three in the power rankings okay i mean i'll take it but wow uh rams up five spots to uh number four um bills down to number five browns up number six niners up to seven i think i'm reading these wrong not 10 spots but where they were before so the seahawks were at eight now they're at three that's still it's five spots big big jump Uh, Browns at six, Niners at seven, Steelers at eight, Saints at nine, Ravens at 10, Packers outside looking in at 11, Cardinals at 12. If the Cardinals keep playing the way that they just did, you'll continue to see them, uh, climb up for sure. And I was reading those wrong as what they were. So Seahawks up five spots still at number three. I'm not sure that's where I'd put them, but I'll take it. I like it. I like it a lot. So, uh, all right, that's your NFL news for the week, uh, for week one. And again, I cannot emphasize enough. If you did not, if you're a football fan and you were not watching football games in week one, um, do better, please. You missed out on a hell of a week and maybe cause it's just, we love football so much. And so we're deprived of it. And then all of a sudden when it comes back, it's just like candy and you're like, oh yes, give me more. Um, maybe that's it. I don't know. But, um, it's uh it was it was awesome, so now Seahawks, your Seattle Seahawks, my Seattle Seahawks week one, they beat the Colts 28 to 16 in Indianapolis and it was freaking awesome. I loved it um again, maybe because it was it was football back again. I don't know that absolutely could be. Um, but it also could be the fact that I was impressed all the way around by how how well they played. I don't with the preseason being so short and only being three games and not seeing any of your main people playing, I, maybe it was just because I didn't know what to expect, and I think that's a huge part of it is I had no idea what to expect. And that, that made it even better. And, and I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, well, i don't have a lot of words. <laughs> it was, I mean, it wasn't, I, I'm making it sound like it was like most unbelievable thing ever. But I just think, I don't know. I didn't expect them to go out and do what they did on both sides of the ball. Um, but we're going to do what we have always done and do our awesome and our bummer. So, of course, we start with... Awesome! It's been like a year and a half. Let's do it again. Awesome! Yeah. The awesome of the week, Um, I, I could have chose... I had a lot to choose from. I had a lot to choose from. Hard to pick just one. So... What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pick my awesome of the week, my awesome. Awesome. It is gonna be Russell Wilson, and and here's here's the main reason why. I should have put it. I I should re, I should have clipped and and replayed what my bold prediction was, but I didn't want to embarrass myself too much. But I'm gonna do it anyway. So, if you remember the previous episode, uh, I made a bold prediction, and my bold prediction was that Russell Wilson would not throw a single touchdown pass in this game. Not one. Wouldn't throw a single one. And, you know, uh, I think I also said that I'd be okay if I was wrong. I would be totally fine with it if I was wrong. And it's a good thing that I'm totally fine with it because I was a little wrong. Um, I, I sat down on the couch. I had my drink. I had my snacks. I was ready to go. All right, here we go. I was, I was like, we, you know, we got—he's not going to throw a single touchdown. And and then uh, and then this happened. Look like
1: they're playing single coverage outside. Russell looking for the snap. He gets it. Here comes the blitz. Russ going to let it fly down the middle of the field. lock it is there. He's got it. Touchdown, Seahawks. We love you, baby. Looks back over his shoulder and finds a beautiful rainbow pass from Russell Wilson against the Blitz. A 23-yard touchdown strike, and the Seahawks go on top. 6-3.
0: Yeah. Well, and then I was like, you know, okay, if I'm going to be wrong, that's fine. He throws one touchdown pass. It was an unbelievable uh, catch, by the way. Uh, Like Willie Mays out there tyler lockett over the shoulder i mean he made like this little he had to like, look over twice and like figure out where the ball was and make the i mean it was just good throw by russell but make sure you give lockett a ton of credit because it was a difficult catch to make because of where he was and how he had to look over his shoulder and let that thing just drop right in so um but at that point i was like all right it's okay it's okay you know we're, we're it's fine we got you got one um if i'm gonna be wrong and it's just one whatever that's fine but but then i you know i i, I got proved even proved is that i don't even know if that's the way it is that i got uh i got nailed again basically is what happened
1: russell looking for the snap gets it from the shotgun now looks now steps back now fires inside it's Everett. he dives in touchdown seahawks Welcome to Seattle, Mr. Everett. They named a city after you north of Seattle for scoring a touchdown. A nine-yarder, and the Seahawks go on top 13-3. to
0: <laughs> Rabel is uh, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> coming up, coming up with that stuff on top of his head, probably, I don't know, but it was uh, Everett with his first touchdown as a Seahawk. Uh, that was awesome. And, and again, maybe it started to look pretty bad with my prediction is, is what happened. And uh, so that, that, that kind of sucked. But then, uh, you know, I, I thought, okay, well, that's cool. Two touchdown passes. That's not too bad. That's not too bad at all. I, I can handle that. I'll be all right. And uh, and then, um, you know, he did it again.
1: Second down and 20. Russ steps up in the pocket, and he's going to let fly deep downfield. Got a man open locket. Ten, five, stumbles. He's in. Touchdown Seahawks on a second down and 20 after a sack. Russell Wilson rears back and lets it fly. 69-yard touchdown. Tyler Lockett, his second score of the day. Holy catfish. This offense is explosive.
0: Yes, sir. I mean, he's kind of talking like we're we're well into the season that it's explosive. But, I mean, it certainly was for that. That thing was huge, gigantic bomb. Again, um, there is no better – deep ball passer in the league right now. It doesn't matter how I feel about Russell Wilson. He's not my, he kind of weirds me out or whatever it happens to be. At the end of the day, there is not a better deep ball passer in the league right now than Russell Wilson. And his connection with Tyler Lockett on those deep balls is, is ridiculous. They are an unbelievable combo. So at that point I'm going, well, shit, that was a really bad prediction. I look terrible again, it's okay that I look like crap because I said I'd be uh, one of those things where I'm totally okay being proved wrong. So I was all right with it, and and but the, but Russell, I think he knew, right? I think that someone told him that this this dumbass over in Wenatchee that has this little podcast uh, who likes to talk a lot of crap about you, Russell. He said that you aren't going to throw any touchdown passes in this first game, and Russell you know probably just laughed about it and then this last one he probably i'm guessing he probably said something afterwards like that that you know say something now brian like like what do you got now like i'm pretty sure this last one was was aimed right at me russell from the shotgun again takes a quick snap
1: pump fakes looks fires inside reaching up making the catchment gaff touchdown seahawks on a slant route inside Man-to-man, man, you cannot cover. DK Metcalf, he scores from 15 yards out. The Seahawks increase their lead to 27-10. to 10.
0: Yeah. Ended up going 28-10. They gave up a, a garbage timeout there at the end, uh, but... Do I have to apologize to him for, for saying he wouldn't th- I don't think I do, and I'm, I'm not going to, but uh good on you russell for making me look like garbage like i have no idea what i'm talking about um maybe what i was doing was a little reverse psychology you know what i mean maybe it was like i'll say this and then he'll go out and make it look amazing i don't know what i can say is it was a bad prediction i was wrong russell threw four touchdowns uh he looked great Uh, we were worried I i was worried at least about seeing you know, second half of the season last year, Russell, and we certainly got to see first half. That leads me into my first impressions on the offense. On that side of the ball, I like it. I, I like it. I think it was balanced, which make it will make Pete happy. Um Carson was a machine. That dude, I think it was 70 something yards of his uh of his ninety um, here hold on his so he had 91 yards and it was i think it was 70 it was it was over 70 yards of his 91 yards that were after contact just that guy he he doesn't just go down and he doesn't just run out of balance he he gets those extra yards and that's what I like so much about him puts him at risk for injury and I get that however he gets those extra yards he he loves the contact part of it so you're getting the majority of your yards are coming after you're getting hit these aren't just wide open holes these are after you're getting hit and you know the three sacks that he took that russell took those were at the end of the game where at least two of them were where he's no they all were him him behind the line of scrimmage uh just not one of them he should have thrown the ball away and the other two were at the end where he actually slid behind the line of scrimmage and they get counted as sacks. So, all in all, the offensive line had a great game, the which helped out, and the play calls were good. I like Shane Waldron and what he was doing. Obviously, it's week one, so it's not even it's like a tiny little taste of what they're actually going to do in the end. We'll we'll see even more week after week after week. But the the run game looked good. Then the into the passing game, they they had you know some unique plays in there some some jet sweeps they had they had a whole bunch of stuff happening um it wasn't predictable which is my big thing that i as much as i think that pete uh harnessed in and and put the brakes on what they were doing last year with schottenheimer i thought that shoddy's offense was super predictable and and you can't you can't have that and so this this offense from Waldern to me, at least in the first week, wasn't predictable. So I hope that translates into more games like that. Uh, Lockett with a uh, hundred yards in his very first game of the season with two touchdowns. Uh Insane. Uh, DK. I don't think he had a t- even a target in the first half, but they got him moving. Ended up with with five targets, four receptions for sixty yards, including that touchdown. Um, Disley. They, they used Disley. They used Everett. Um, Eskridge had a great first game until he – that hit was nasty. I knew as soon as they got him, that was going to be concussion protocol. Um, it's just – all around, looked good. I, I was very happy. Now, on the other side of the ball, first impressions on defense, same thing. I, I'm not a – I'm not – I i can't st- – I'm not a huge fan, but it's more like I can't stand – Ken Norton's defensive schemes they drive me crazy they're they're too basic I I I feel like there's their zone is like two yards too big and so it just it makes it really easy for a quarterback to to complete I mean they just it's it's this whole bend it don't break thing and I don't know I would rather see more man-on-man like just defend the ball I don't know. I just I, his his schemes drive me crazy. However, the big thing that we wanted to see was the defensive line. How were they able to put pressure on Carson Wentz to disrupt that passing game, which then will take the pressure off of your secondary, which isn't that great. And lo and behold, we actually got to see. A pretty damn good um defensive uh performance on the defensive line. And that made me very happy. <laughs> Extremely happy. Um I I I will go as far as to say that uh Taylor got in there and got a good so he got a sack, didn't he? Yeah. And um, I don't I, I will go as far as to say as that That defensive performance put me at ease a little bit because I was super worried that uh, we were going to have some issues. But again, you take the pressure off of your secondary by constantly being in his face, and they were constantly in his face. So something they were doing was working. And in fact, I'll tell you what, I watched the play again. Jamal Adams got called for an offsides uh penalty and he would have absolutely destroyed Carson Wentz uh and it, it, it during the game it was oh man he was just a little bit too early a little bit of that rust trying to get that off and get his timing right on the snap to get back there you watch it again and he he was looking it must have been looking at a play clock or something but you watch it again and it was actually if anything it should have been a delay of game it should have been a penalty on on Indy and uh, i think he actually was just fine it's just that he's so damn fast and his timing was right there it looked like he was early but he wasn't so i, I just i think that whole the pass the 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 pass rush there they looked good it looked really good and that makes me very very happy and i hope that we get to see that again in the next game so um good for them that's awesome uh injuries we did have a couple, uh, so Penny Hart left with a concussion. And so I, I mentioned before, uh, D Eskridge, he also is in concussion protocol. So both those guys are going to be in concussion protocol. And then, uh, the poor guy who can't stay healthy ever, uh, Rashad Penny left early with a calf injury. It's a reaggravation of a previous injury, I think. Uh, but he's, I see reports that he's going to miss week two for sure. But some of the reports say he could miss several weeks, uh, I don't want to overreact to it because you're going to get hurt. But Rashad Penny always seems to get hurt. And I feel like we have talked about how this was the season for him. He needed to go out there and and have a big showing. They didn't pick up his option and this was it for him. It's either, you know, be great in a Seahawks uniform or you won't be in a Seahawks uniform after this season. So it's unfortunate that he's already hurt. Um, and I'm going to try very hard not to overreact to it. But if we go weeks all of a sudden and he's still not back and performing and doing what they need him to do, uh, it, it's going to he's going to be he's going to be known as an absolute bust out of the draft, in my opinion, because he was picked in the first round and he's just not lived up to the expectations. You can't pick a running back in the first round and have the and just have what he's or do what he's done it's not enough so he will go down in my in my books in my personal record book as a bust so that's unfortunate we'll get more updates on injuries in the next episode this week when we get uh when we get down there but all in all great first game huge win you needed to win because the rest of that division also won and needed to keep pace and you have a schedule that looks like you know your your hard really hard games are going to be against your division opponents so we will see i mean they got the titans next titans look like garbage so if if that continues then you got the vikings so i mean you could you could theoretically and and hopefully be three and oh Going into your first division matchup with the Niners, because you go boom, boom, you go Niners, Rams, in week four and five. So, um, and then you got Steelers after that. You get a little bit of a break. Steelers, Saints, Jaguars. Those are those some tough games in there. Packers, you don't, and then you don't play the West again until end November when you got the Cardinals. So. I mean, it's not a super easy schedule, but it starts off that way, it feels like. Like, your first three games, if you could go 3-0 and, and then go down to Santa Clara and, and kick the Niners' ass, that's a good little start. Good little start, I think. Um, so I, if you're a Seahawks fan like me, you're nothing but smiles. Nothing but smiles. So we'll, uh, we'll hear from Pete tomorrow. Well, today, if you're listening to this Wednesday to get a little update on some stuff and uh and I'll include that in the later episode this week. So, Go Hawks on that. It was awesome. Um we're going to move on to Dennis from Ohio's question of the week. Uh you'll probably noticed that uh I what did I did I skip over the bummer? I think I did. What was my bummer? Um oh, my bummer was was flat out just the the injuries in general. So just because we want to make sure we're we're doing this right. Bummer. Okay injuries, the injuries sucked. We, that was a bummer. We didn't want, we didn't want injuries. So sorry, I skipped over that. I have rust too. I'm just trying to get all the rust off and, and get to moving and all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, I didn't put out a mailbag this week. My apologies. I swear what I did though. I set a reminder in my phone for uh, Monday morning to put the mailbag out there and get people to do it. Cause by the time I thought about it, it was Monday night and, uh, and then I like, didn't put it on there and then i thought about it again this morning tuesday morning and by that point it's just too late uh i'm not gonna get a response anyway and i'm still trying to rebuild the listening base after being gone for a year and a half so uh it will come back i promise there's enough of you we'll get it done uh what we can always count on though is my buddy dennis from ohio giving us his question of the week
2: Woo! what's up everybody? It's dennis from ohio Here with my weekly question for you, Brian, after a good, actually a great week of football, which concluded with that Monday night game last night. Um, So my question for you, it relates to a lot. There was a lot of injuries over the weekend, a lot of injuries last year with regards to ACLs, torn Achilles, this and that, and a lot of it's being attributed to the turf fields. Do you think the NFL needs to start looking into this more um, in depth or... Do you think this is a personnel problem, a trainer problem, stuff like that? I tend to believe that it has to do with the field. I mean, look how many injuries there were last year on turf fields. I know there's a lot of issues with regular grass fields, but those seem to have a little more give. These turf fields just don't give. You stick your foot in the ground and happen to just hyperextend something, the next thing you know, you're tearing an ACL. I know I lost a player to an ACL this last weekend. Um, but I know there's a lot more other people out there that are tearing ACLs or I know Okuda from Detroit tore his Achilles. So there's just a lot out there. So just curious as to your thoughts on field conditions. Do you think the NFL needs to look into this more or is it just on the people to take care, better care of their bodies? Um, look forward to your answer. Look forward to week two of football. Hopefully my Niners can pull off a 2-0 um Season had a great time last week in Detroit. I know Brian I sent you a bunch of photos My daughter was able to get Jimmy Grapps's autograph. She was able to get George Kittle's autograph on his jersey He came over specifically to her Signed his jersey um, So Emerson has that we're gonna get that frame put up, but she had a blast at the game in Detroit um, There was a lot of 49er fans there. So That was fun for her. So look forward to your answer and Again, have a great week.
0: Thank you, sir. Uh, Dennis from Ohio is the best. We love him. Thank you. Thank you for your question of the week, as always. It's a good one. Um, there's been studies done. I, I after I had to listen to it before just to make sure I, I knew what he was going to ask. And there's been studies after doing some research a little bit out there that, that will flat out tell you that the percentage um, is a, of getting an injury on the turf versus real grass is a lot higher. Um, Dennis is correct. There's the give. So on a grass field, um, when you plant, there is more give, and on the turf, there isn't. You plant, and there isn't a ton of give. You're you're on an artificial surface, and even though there's padding underneath that thing, and they've they've worked really hard. I know like companies like Field Turf and whatever have worked really hard to get um, you know, a, a product out there that's as safe as can be, but, but realistically you're dealing with, uh, humongous bodies, um, that are now bigger than they've ever been in the NFL. So that's part of it too. And so taking care of bodies, yeah, I don't, I mean, they, they can, but the thing is you can see some of these guys are healthy as can be, and they still, you know, destroy an ACL. So, uh, I I don't, I think that uh, I think that we and we've talked about this for years. I think that we'll, we'll, the NFL has to do something, right? Because every year it seems to be more and more injuries, early injuries, late in the season. You know, we're used to that kind of stuff, but we're seeing so many. Whether it's in training camp or those first couple games, and these aren't just like little injuries. We're seeing bad injuries you know, ligament tears and stuff that are season-ending injuries. And a lot of them are on those turf fields. Now, if the NFL were to come out and say, okay, so we have a problem here. We got to do something about the field conditions to try and limit these types of injuries. that's it's bad for the product. And obviously the NFL is all about their product. Problem is, though, you have some stadiums that, are dome stadiums that do not have a natural grass field and have no option to do that because of how they're built They're domes and so they they don't they're going to have to stay turf so what do you do there Th- those fields stay that way but then you make mandate that all the rest of the fields that can do it have to go to natural grass you got a field like uh, lumen field in seattle we we have field turf up there now we it's an open air stadium you could absolutely have grass but it's the Pacific Northwest. It gets rains a lot. There's mud that would happen and field turf, it drains and it just is better. So, and my other problem with it is you have some grass fields out there that the NF, because they, I don't know if there is mandates or whatever, but there's some really bad grass fields out there that just seem to be in awful shape all the time, get torn up really easily, are the players complain about them, and, and injuries happen there too. So I don't think there's a perfect answer. I think that you, you have – because you have dome stadiums that have grass that's outside that slides in on these fancy systems for a game and then slides back outside to get the sun and grow and all that good stuff, and then you have dome stadiums that can't do that, so they're just turf, and you have outdoor stadiums like Seattle that have turf because – grass probably is a bad idea in the pacific northwest in the fall and winter time i don't know what the answer is but i gotta believe that the nfl at some point is going to come out and say we got to do something because all the injuries that are piling up at the beginning of the season really hurt the product um that we're trying to get out there and so i wouldn't be surprised at all if if we see something like that so dennis thank you sir great question and uh i'm sure you'll have another great one next week we'll go through uh we'll we'll go through it then so thanks buddy uh outro uh that's what it's called uh please leave us a review on apple podcasts i say it every week i'm going to say it again if you're a fan of the show and you have not yet uh and you listen via apple podcast obviously and you have not yet gone in there and and put some stars on there and, and even written a little blurb of he sucks or uh we love him uh please do and the other thing I'd love you to do, if when you see me, uh, this is just to help me grow because I appreciate it. And, um, uh, but if, if, if you see me share the episode on social media, Twitter, Facebook, uh, share it, retweet it, tell your friends about it. You got friends that are NFC West fans or Seahawks fans or whatever, share it. Yeah. You know, it's fine. I would really, really appreciate it. Um, and then don't forget to check us out on social media. I try and tweet as much as I possibly can on my own personal Twitter for this. And then um, I need to do more on the uh, Common Ground uh, Twitter page, and I'll do that. But uh, be sure you follow us on all the social media pages and all that good stuff. So uh, before we get out of here, I uh, want to real quick, because you're probably all wondering. I know that you're all wait for the game picks. I know that's your favorite part. Some of you probably fast forward through the episode to get to the game picks i totally understand that there is still time to get in on the game picks even though you missed week one you can still jump in and who knows what could happen it takes one of us to forget and miss a week or forget to put our picks in there to just be right back in it so if you have not signed up for our picks pick pick'em on espn.com please do jump on there go find picks pick pick'em. Search for the Common Ground Football Podcast 2021, I think is what it is. And uh, 2021 Common Ground Football Podcast. Find that group. Put yourself in there. We got uh, four people, uh, including myself. So we got three that have joined in there. Uh, That's awesome. And I'll take, I would have taken one. so, So two is three. It's awesome. But there's room for more. So it's not too late. Jump in there. Real quick, I'm not, we're not going to do our picks for the week. We'll do that in the next episode, but a little recap on how Dennis and I did, because we're the ones that are competing, uh, in the show. And then of course the winner of our listeners that are in there, will get something special too. But Dennis, uh, Dennis went 11 and five. I went 10 and six. So, uh, he's up on me right now and that, but, but it's only by one. So it's Okay we will, all uh, will survive. Um, I wanted to see how I screwed up on this. Let's see. I picked the Falcons to win and that was incorrect. I picked the Bills to win was incorrect. I picked the, oh, that's right. I picked the Lions to beat the Niners. Sorry, Dennis, uh, incorrect. I picked those Titans to beat the Cardinals, and that was incorrect. And, yeah, I picked the Jags to beat the Texans. I remember that. So, And I picked the Packers to beat the Saints. So my six losses, you know, understandable, but I still stand by them. So we'll do our uh, picks of the week in the uh, Friday's episode, and uh, we'll just keep that train a-rolling, so – uh, anyways, I appreciate you listening, and again, we're trying something different, so this was all recap. Uh, our week two preview will come out in, on Friday, and we'll talk about uh, all the games coming up uh, in the NFC West, NFL games, and, um, and of course, uh, Seattle Seahawks and and their games. Don't forget, of course, that the Thursday night game this week is which will obviously happen before the episode gets released uh, is the Giants at the Washington football team Um, really hope they get a name soon because Washington football team is dumb. So that's your Thursday night matchup. So make sure you don't forget to watch that. And then I will see you all on Friday until then go (laughs) Hawks.